Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm, from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with, with the Savage Premium. So go to, go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. All right, welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. Today we're going to talk about monkeypox. 
Let's just go online and read about it together. Rare disease caused by infection with the monkeypox virus. Virus is part of the same family of viruses as variola virus. The virus that causes smallpox. Monkeypox symptoms are similar to smallpox symptoms, but much milder and monkeypox is rarely fatal. It is not related to chickenpox. Monkeypox was discovered in 1958 when two outbreaks of a pox-like disease occurred in colonies of monkeys kept for research. Despite being named monkeypox, the source of the disease remains unknown. But African rodents and non-human primates like monkeys might harbor the virus and infect people, we read. Now, here's an interesting point. The first human case of monkeypox was recorded in 1970. Prior to the 2022 outbreak, monkeypox had been reported in people in several Central and Western African countries. Previously, almost all monkeypox cases in people outside of Africa were linked to international travel to countries where the disease commonly occurs or through imported animals. These cases occurred on multiple continents. Now it's spreading in the U.S., mainly in the male homosexual or gay community. There are other key points that you should know about this. It can spread, and uh, we read that Exotic animals smuggled from Africa infected American prairie dogs, which then affected humans with monkeypox. 37 such cases were confirmed. Again, it'll go to my point of immigrants and epidemics, incidentally. We're not supposed to mention it, but it's all to do with two open borders. And we can make a bigger story about this later. But the fact of the matter is monkeypox is spreading because of behavior right now, very similar to the early days of the original spread of the HIV AIDS epidemic. We'll be back in a minute and speak with an expert on the subject, Dr. Craig M. Wax, who spent years on this subject and knows an awful lot about it right here on the Michael Savage podcast. Monkeypox cases are rising across the country with more than 6,000 infections now confirmed in the United States. New York City joining New York State and San Francisco in declaring a public health emergency amid rising monkeypox cases. Movement on monkeypox. Three states declare a state of emergency and Illinois is one of them. Moderna is considering creating a monkeypox vaccine with their mRNA technology as demand for the shots grow. Dr. Wax, a true pleasure to have an expert such as yourself on the Michael Savage podcast. We're talking about monkeypox. We all know a little bit about it. We know right. that it's uh, the variola virus, correct? Yeah. So monkeypox is is related to cowpox, vaccinia, and it's in the genus Orthopox viridae in the pox viridae family. So having said all of that, it's it's similar to smallpox, but much milder in symptoms and risk. And it's, it's got an interesting tale to tell because it's a double-stranded DNA virus instead of like the typical RNA virus that we're dealing with now with um, SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. Now, why do the double strands matter? I mean, I, I understand Watson and Crick's discovery because I actually was almost in college at the time I go, I remember that. I remember the discovery, what a great shock it was to the world, how great that discovery was, but why does the double helix matter? Right. So the fact that it's a DNA versus an RNA virus makes, makes a ton of difference as to how it behaves. Like I'll mm. give you some examples without getting mm. in too much detail. Okay. Uh, uh, SARS-CoV-2 is an RNA coronavirus, which is respiratory spread. Monkeypox, for example, is a double-stranded DNA virus. So it's spread by body fluids and sexual contact. It's not a respiratory spread virus as, as, as far as we've been able to identify. Well, let me see if I can follow this, especially for the per people who are trying to follow us. It's a DNA virus. It's double-stranded. Why are respiratory viruses, RNA viruses, not DNA viruses. Are they all RNA viruses, respiratory? I don't want to drill down in too much of the specifics because like yourself, I want people to remember the important things. That is to say that likely they're not going to get it by sitting next to a person on a bus. I, and that's the big okay. Thing. I got an email from a very high person in the media the other day. He's very intelligent. And he said, people are so worried right now. They're taking their own sheets to hotels. Is that rational or, or irrational? 
Um, irrational. I mean, if you're going to go to a hotel, I mean, you're, you're, you know, there's some level of, of trust and what have you. And, and the science would tell us that it's not an issue. Mm. Um, however, if you're the kind of person that said, oh, my God, COVID's here. My life is over. Time to live underground. Yeah. Then you're the person that All would right. go to the hotel. So the people the who drive around in their own cars wearing masks take sheets to hotels. Correct. But most of us don't give a sheet. <laughs> I can buy that. It depends upon which part of Ireland you're from as to how we pronounce that word. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and whether and whether you're a Sunni or a Shia, Shiite, I get it. Well, it, it depends, you know, which syllable you want to emphasize. <laughs> uh, we're having too much fun, Dr. Wax. Where, where do you yeah, practice? Maybe we can go another hour some other time on jokes. Where do you practice medicine? I practice in sunny southern New Jersey because it's always sunny near Philadelphia. <laughs> well, as long as you have a flak jacket, I'm sure you're safe in your practice right now. Please. Um, I've been very fortunate because I've been on the, the right side of history, if you will. And I championed early treatment of COVID and my colleagues that I've published with Dr. Peter McCullough. Oh, wonderful. Dr. Ryan Cole, Dr. Um, Lee Meng Yan. Um, who escaped the CCP to come here to tell us the truth about the origin of the virus. And I can, you know, connect you with all those people. I had Dr. McCulloch on a year ago, and I'm a great fan of the protocol, the McCulloch pro protocol. And we can, we can certainly do this when COVID comes back in the news, which is why are they pushing antiviral drugs instead of natural cures or natural treatments such as those that you well, and Dr. McCullough. Treatments since 1958 for other things. And, you know, doctors are great tinkers. And we're like, hey, why don't we try this over here? That would make sense. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And we've been very fortunate. I mean, Dr. Zelenko, he should rest in peace. Um, was actually another pioneer um, that was that was with us in uh, March or April of 2000. Well, he died. Another he, he, he was the one who he died recently. He passed of liver cancer. Unfortunately, he had liver cancer oh. previous to covid. And you he, know, was, he was a proponent of uh, of uh, H, uh, H hydroxychloroquine, right? Yep. 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 You're not. I'm. Don't worry. I'm not going to cancel you for saying that. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I've been canceled. I'm the original canceled pol policy. My policy was canceled in 1998. I can't go to Britain. I was oh. the first one canceled in the media when they said I can't enter Britain for something I didn't even say. That was really clever. Oh, my gosh. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Now to monkeypox on the rise this morning with more than 5,000 cases nationwide. Both New York City and the state now declaring monkeypox a health emergency. The New York City Department of Health reporting about 150,000 New Yorkers are currently at risk of exposure in the city. Now the epicenter of the outbreak. On the heels of the World Health Organization declaring monkeypox a public health emergency of international concern, President Biden, we're told, is weighing doing something similar here in the United States while looking to appoint a coordinator to oversee the administration's response. But Dr. Wax, getting back to your expertise, what do you what is your specialty in? So uh, I'm a family physician. And when someone says, you know, what does that mean? I say I specialize in everyone and everything. And my special interest is prevention, because right. if I can help someone prevent disease and prevent right. the ravages of aging to some degree, you know, to live your healthiest life, that's what I advocate for. My bachelor's is in food science research from hmm. the College of Rutgers University. So I know a lot about food and nutrition and the food industry is not necessarily there to make you healthy, but to no, sell no. you a good. Well, my doctorate's in human nutrition from UC Berkeley in 1978, and I'm an expert in certain areas of human nutrition. And I knew some of the greats in the history of alternative medicine, to call it that. So I know you're in that family of treatment physicians. I knew Dr. I knew Dr. Pauling. I knew Dr. Cathcart. I knew some of these people who were doing all of these, you know, the Cathcart protocol, the high vitamin right. C. I'm sure you know all of these. Uh, so ha having said that, are there natural treatments for monkeypox? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. I mean, it would stand to reason that all of the things that we use um, to augment your immune response to things, mm. 
um, and like we did for two and a half years with COVID-19, you know, as, as treatments um, became available and uh, became possible. Um, you know, vitamin D3 is, is something that's useful. Zinc, of course, has been long proposed to help to cure the common cold. Of course, it was, you know, poo-pooed by, uh, uh, by science, but frankly and honestly, it, it's withstood the test of time that it actually helps, you know, with. Well, they even sell these zinc, lo- these zinc lozenges in, in drugstores have been popular for 20 years. Correct. And, and any rational person knows that the first sign of a sore throat or a cold, if they start sucking on these zinc lozenges, they generally get on top of it if they practice other uh, um, similar, let us say, protocols. Sure. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, I don't have chapter and verse to refer to from an ivory tower that's been bought and paid for by a drug company. Right. That would say what would work for that, because it's in their best interest to say that nothing works for it. And that's the battle we fought with COVID-19. That's what Dr. Fauci would say. Nothing will work but the vaccine that we don't have. Correct. Nothing would work. But what I'm being paid to tell you does work. And unfortunately, nothing else. And that's and that's where the issue is, because the real genius of America is a bunch of independent folks thinking and doing and acting and trying and failing and succeeding. And that's what America is. And unfortunately, in 2022, it's not. It's true. The the iconoclast is considered an enemy of the state whether in politics, art, science, or medicine. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent true. And you and I are absolutely similar in mentality. I could tell by our humor. And it's because you're from Pinsk and I'm from Minsk. My well, but, we, but great minds run along similar paths, but fools think alike. <laughs> like, I like your homilies as much as I like you. Well, so, well thank you. Very uh, kind. Again, getting back to monkeypox, which is the real, <laughs> the real question people are going to be they're going to not get listening for the jokes, but they're going to then they're going to text me, email me and tweet me and say, you know, I like the jokes better than the discussion of monkeypox. But yeah, the well, virus can do that for you, <laughs> Dr. Wax, truthfully. And I know this is a sensitive issue. People are saying and not stupid people, not homophobes, that it's largely limited to gay men. Is that true? Right. So that's a great question. So um, let's let's go back in time a little bit and let's talk uh, about the virus and then we'll talk about risk factors, perhaps, and 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 um, what can be done to prevent the spread. So I think that's probably a good place to go. Would that be all right? Sure. Whatever you want to do. OK, so monkeypox is, as I said, a double stranded DNA virus. It's, it's a zoonotic disease. That's to say that there are animal reservoirs that that animals in the wild have had the disease. And it rarely makes its way into humans unless, you know, humans intervene in their environs and humans get bit. And then there's an exchange of body fluids like blood or, or, or something else. In fact, monkeypox was discovered in 1958 in Copenhagen, Denmark, hmm. in the macaw monkey. It's actually Macaca fascicularis, if you want to know the specific kind of monkey. And interesting, um, they were lab monkeys, and that's where it was discovered. So you've got to wonder about the, the origin of such. But it's mm-hmm. it's been traced back to and observed around the Congo Basin in Africa. And there's two types, the Central African and the Western Africa um, virus. But in any event, mm-hmm. it's carried by animals primarily, um, found in monkeys in Ghana. It's the pouched rat, just to name names and, mm. and things. And it can spread to humans through bites. And when you're talking about humans, generally we see about a thousand cases a year and this year specifically it's up to six thousand and you might say to yourself oh my gosh that's you know quite a bit of increase what population is involved what are the mechanisms here and what should we be doing about it right. light our hair on fire and run around screaming you yeah. know so having said all of that well i know where i i think i know where you're going to go the Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. The CDC saying there's evidence showing children younger than eight and people with uncontrolled HIV may develop more severe illness if infected. Health officials for now finding cases concentrated among men who have sex with other men. But cases are spreading beyond this group. 
Yet monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted disease. With any disease outbreak, there is often a specific demographic, but based on the way the infection transmits, anyone is theoretically at risk. The symptoms can be flu-like with a rash. It takes up to 30 days for the virus to run its course through the body and can be spread through skin-to-skin -skin contact, touching objects, fabrics, and surfaces of someone that has the virus. For the average listener, is everyone at equal risk or are there behaviors that increase our risk? Right. So that's a great question. Um, certainly, that's what every listener wants and needs to know. And thank you for everyone um, listening. And uh, and I'll be happy to, to share that. So 98 percent of the cases are in gay or bisexual men. And, and not just that, 95 percent of the transmission is sexual spread. So there's oh. Two modes of spread important to mention. So one is sexual activity. Right. Um, and in fact, non-monogamy. I mean, in the, in the people that have um, the virus now, the monkeypox, um, they tend to have 10 or more sexual partners in one month. Wow. So it's, they must be very, very uh, good looking people. Well, you know, they're they're very open people in, in lots of ways. And, and, you know, no pun intended that I should be canceled and shut off. But um, having said all of that, um, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to inform. So having said all of that, right. uh, multiple sexual partners up to 10 a month is certainly a big risk factor. The other thing that's important to note, too, is, is that most humans have a lot of innate mechanisms to prevent even after exposure to getting the disease, because not every time you're exposed to something, will you get a disease, right. whether it's no, the common cold or something else. Right. So, right. so we have natural immunity, body fights, infection, we'd be dead in 10 minutes. For, right. For but I have, I have an interesting point to make that yes. in, in the hundred percent of people that currently have monkeypox, 41% of them have HIV. Oh. So they have damaged immune systems, oh. non-functional immune systems. And, and this might be interesting too. So you might say, well, gosh, well, 41% of these people potentially don't have a functioning immune system. So it's no wonder after all these exposures, 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 that they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, which mm. makes sense. However, so what about the 59%? Yes. This is where it gets interesting. Mm. And this is where I'm going to give my opinion based on science and medical history and my own um, experience in, in, in treatment with other things, uh, before, that I want, I, wait, are potentially limited because they've gotten the COVID mRNA or DNA shots that they may have oh immune damage and hyper inflammatory response. So as I said, wait, wait I, let I me, follow, I have to follow you for the average, it, but, the average listener, because I know how they think you're saying that of the 59% who did not have the damaged immune system the, from a disease or from HIV, rather, uh, they are of that 59 percent. Almost all of them have received the COVID shot. Well, I can I can't tell you that I have data in that respect. I, I don't have a study. I don't okay. have published data, but I can tell you that. A lot of the folks that we're talking about in the HIV community and in the bisexual and gay community have, like most other communities, been forced into taking these shots. If you think about it, mm -hmm. you know, nobody came up with the mRNA and DNA for COVID and say, hey, here's this great idea. Let me try to sell it to you. Instead, they used a hard sell and said, well, you're going to lose your job. You're going to die. You're going to kill your grandma mother, yes. you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And, and that's where informed consent fell out of the picture. And yes. that's when medicine died for all mm -hmm. intents and purposes, Hippocratic medicine in 2020, because you lost the ability to control your body, your destiny. Your wow. Well, remember and the 70s, our bodies, ourselves. Remember the, the 70s, our bodies, ourselves, whatever happened to that? Yeah, well, I mean, the same people in the political realms that will say, hey, my body, my choice, that goes out the window. I and see. They have a product to force into your bloodstream. Well, going back to this, this important question again, you said something earlier that I wanted to follow up on multiple sex partners, 10 a month. Is this because of 
the exposure to different people exposes you to different assaults upon your immune system in the sense that let's say you're receiving receiving is there a difference between receiving and giving sure sure well it's 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 a great question so when we interact with other people and other things in our environment interactions are generally good because in order to keep your muscles strong, what do you have to do? You have to take them to the gym. You have to use them because what happens if you lie on a bed for a month, right? Or sit in front of a microphone for, for, for 70 years. Yeah, your, your muscles go away. So That's hopefully when you're not around the microphone, you're riding your bike 20 miles like I did this morning at 5 a.m. just wow. to keep my own physical fitness and immunity well. But the important thing that I'm saying is that you've got to constantly interact and push yourself. So exposures to things are potentially good. However, Mm. if you're at high risk and you're exposing yourself to body fluids and what's inside somebody else and might be infectious, Mm. that's bad. So it's a double-edged sword. I mean, if you think, think about it with COVID for a second, although it's a completely different virus of respiratory spread, which monkeypox to our knowledge is not. Um, let's talk about COVID for a second. Okay. So we locked everybody up. We used the Chinese model of lockdown. We, we, we masked everybody. We, we told kids not to go to school. We put everybody in their own house. And did the disease stop? No, people still got the disease. However, they lost their ability to interact with others mm-hmm. and the disease milieu. I mean, if you think about it, when you're a kid, and I don't know if this runs in a, Italian families, but Italian moms say, you know, you can't get out of childhood without eating a pound of dirt. I mean, and the no, idea. No, no, is, it, it raises a good, a good point. My father had an antique store in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So when I was a little kid, he would walk me through these dirty streets, which I hated. Ludlow Street was just filthy. And I said, Dad, I hated it. It's disgusting. And he was a simple guy, but very smart. And he said, no. And I don't know how he knew this. He must have read the New York Post or the Daily News at the time. And he said, right. Oh, no. He said, no. By exposing you to the germs in the street, you'll be able to defend yourself against viruses and other type of diseases. Right. And, and he was right. And just like um, moms were the first epidemiologists and, and infectious disease specialists, I mean, uh, people of your generation were, you know, where there was a sick kid down the street with chicken pox or something. Mom said, hey, we're going to have a chicken pox party. Bring your toys. Let's no, go not there. my mother. Not my mother. I'm sorry. You must have had a different family than mine. If my mother heard of a disease in the apartment building, she wouldn't go near that door. No, no, we were we were kept away from the sick. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm speaking in generalities. And I, I was know. speaking about, you know, the greatest generation. No, I, I hear you. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. The CDC saying there's evidence showing children younger than eight and people with uncontrolled HIV may develop more severe illness if infected. Health officials for now finding cases concentrated among men who have sex with other men. But cases are spreading beyond this group. Yet monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted disease. So the monkeypox, by what I've learned so far from you, and believe me, I know nothing about it, is that we're generally not at risk. Generally. Right. So we're generally not at risk for day to day activities. And this this bears mentioning and maybe even repeating three or four times that you're not going to sit next to somebody on a bus. Ah and get monkeypox. You're not going to breathe it in. You're not going to handshake it. You're not, you're not going to get it in that way. So it, it doesn't have any real similarities to, to, to COVID or any respiratory illness or things like that. There are two ways that we know of to get it at the moment. One is sex with bisexual or gay men that have had uh, previous exposures and are physically symptomatic with the lesions, okay? Oh. The other is, is to rub your entire body against the other person with open lesions. Oh, God. So, I mean, I'm sorry to be so graphic. No, that's what we need is graphic. We need graphic. Yeah, well, I, I could draw you some pictures, but they'd be cartoons, I'm no, afraid. No, 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 but we need graphic. Graphic is the only thing that we understand anymore because everything's so diffuse and obtuse that it may as well be refuse. So I'm going to ask you the next question. Right. Which well, is, we can boil us down to a meme. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the real question is, are we going to be forced 
to take a monkeypox vaccine by the Fauciites? So that that indeed is a good question. Well, you know, I think um, I believe it was Ringo Starr who said everything government touches turns to crap. And and it's sort of the truth, because, you know, when you talk about managing and overmanaging and overthinking, and then if you add the profit motive and uh, no responsibility gang, like the FDA and the CDC, in my opinion, have been hijacked over decades. Mm. And, you know, the current leadership are are just uh, talking talking heads. Well, that- they're like the FBI. I don't want to go into the FBI raid, but believe me, I understand what bureaucrats have become. They're like little Soviet functionaries right now. And I remember, by the way, well, back idiots, I think they were called in history. Yep, amongst other things. But I, I remember when the CDC was a revered agency. I remember when WHO was a revered agency. Yep. When I first started my graduate work, which goes back to long- FDA. They were once revered. They were looked up to. I remember getting a job at WHO or the CDC was a desired job because it was considered a group of very elite people. They were they were very smart. They were very good. They were very dedicated. So I'm going back to the 60s and 70s when these institutions were 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 fine institutions. Of course, we know the world has changed in these 50 years. But now we've come to the point where we don't trust anything that anyone says in, in a position of authority. Now, I trust you for a number of reasons. That's why I invited you on, on the podcast for your expertise. Thank you. I, I, I know almost nothing about monkeypox, and now I know more than I knew uh, just from reading casual literature or reading the, the media reports. But well, I'm terrified. But, but Dr. Webbs, I, I'm terrified by what I see that already Fauci is starting to hint that we need more vaccine. Why? Why do we need more vaccine? Right. So it's it's a good question. So when it comes to monkeypox, it's ultimately treatable. It's treatable with a medication called T-pox. And there's an oral version oh. for, for lighter cases and then an IV version for more severe cases. Huh. But the good news about monkeypox is, is you don't get respiratory compromise or cardiovascular failure or blood clots, huh. like potentially with other you know illnesses that we've seen in the past. You just get lesions and, like a, like a leper. Yeah, well, it, it's historical for sure. Um, you know, you don't want to be treated like a leper, but I think some of the important things that, that bear mentioning, um, as I said several times, are the risks for, for monkeypox, which is primarily a sexually or contact mm-hmm. um, transmitted disease. You know, mm-hmm. sex with men, primarily multiple men, um, multiple partners, as I was saying. Why um, men? HIV Why compromise sex with, is also a setup. Why sex with men? What is it? Is the semen is the issue? Well, that's that is potentially it. I mean, you know, I, again, not to be graphic, but there's there is generally penetration involved and, you know, it, it can be oral or anal or whatever. And it, it's not my business or judgment or morality or religion or anything to make any comments otherwise. However, that physical behavior um, can cause risk. And I'll, and I'll explain it in another way. Let's say, you know, instead of driving a car with six airbags, you drive a motorcycle. Well, it's, it's considerably more dangerous and you could be the best motorcycle yes. rider in, in the world. Yes. However, if a car isn't behaving, you're in trouble and your life's at risk. Now, imagine you're in Pennsylvania and you don't have to ride with the helmet. So not only are you at all this risk, your head becomes you know, vanilla pudding if you hit the ground and, you know, uh, Humpty Dumpty can't be put back together again. So if you think about it, you don't want to take too many risks. And I think it's it, it, it or the job of our health agencies should be to educate the populations at risk. Those that are, you know, having, um, you know, male sex with males and um, multiple you know, contacts and things. And even in the heterosexual community, multiple contacts and perhaps people that are paying or using drugs and um, at the same time of having intercourse with multiple people um, and not using condoms, not using monogamy or, you know, God forbid, abstinence. Right. God forbid. Yeah. So having said all of this, we should be our, our, our organizations 
you know, the ivory towers of medicine and government and everywhere else should be saying, look, there's ways to prevent this. And um, abstinence or even monogamy, use of condoms, if somebody is symptomatic, A, they shouldn't be in in that sort of a a relationship mode. Or if you notice somebody's symptomatic, for God's sake, inquire, you know, um, hugely important. And when yeah, but I re- but Doctor Wax, Wax, sure. I remember during the height of the of the HIV epidemic later on. I remember I go back to the early stages here in San Francisco. I worked in a gay men's health clinic. I was the token heterosexual in there as a nutritionist. Just got my doctorate, and the doctors With your were they, hat on. They were they were wonderful men. They were wonderful guys. They you know we all got along great, and we didn't even know what AIDS was at the time. I'm talking in eighty eighty one. I sure. worked in a clinic on Van Ness Avenue, and it was largely a gay clinic. Nicest guys in the world. We all got along. And then suddenly weird diseases started appearing and we knew what they no one knew what they were. You know, the the right. Well, the thing is, is with with regard to that, you know, it took the the French investigators to do the the real homework on that. You know, our uh, Dr. Fauci and others oh. were were scurrying around trying to come up with some big paycheck, in my opinion. He did. Like, he pushed AZT. That's I all do, he did. Of course. And it all was he did was push AZT. This guy's been a corrupt hack for, for forever. But I want to right. go back I'll to read the book and um, read the book by um, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr., the real Anthony Fauci. I mean, it, oh. it's, it's all spelled out in with 2000 references. And, wow. you know, but it is what it is. But in any event, but with, Dr. Wax, I have to go back to semen. Sure. Pardon, oh, me please. The, pardon me for the bad joke. So multiple sex partners with men. Mm-hmm. Is it because semen carries viruses? Semen itself is sort of like an antigen when it enters another body unto itself? No, it's, so that's so that's a great question. I, I can't tell you about the microbiology with regard to, you know, how and how much and if it does and, and how much it does and, and what have you. I can tell you that that male intercourse. Well, let's let's look at all, all sexually transmitted disease, right. because right. primarily that's that's what this is. And right. the population that we're seeing it in right. with multiple right. partners and no real um, understanding of risk taking behaviors and right. preventing them. So if you think about it, um, when a male has sex with a male, there's some sort of penetration. It can be oral, potentially. It could be anal or, you know, it, it could be some lesser act. But but those specific things, um, there's there's tension on the skin. There's potentially breaks in the skin. There may not be lubrication for skin against skin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it's different than, say, bib- biblical missionary position between a man and a woman. Got it. Totally understand because it's you know, the there are mechanisms to provide lubrication and what have you. Now, I mean, men and women can spread sexually transmitted diseases, too. It's just we haven't seen it for monkeypox, per se. What? So an infected male can't tr- generally won't transmit it to a woman. I, I can't say that. Uh, uh, what I can say to you is, is that primarily we're seeing it on men um, having intercourse with multiple men on multiple occasions. It sounds like the early days of the of the HIV epidemic. Well, it, it does sound like a, a bathhouse on on uh, in New York or, or, or Los Angeles or, you know, San Francisco. I, rem- I do remember I, I, I campaigned to close the bathhouses when it was discovered what was going on. I lost all of my very close liberal friends. They called me Hitler and Nazi. I lost all my friends. And it was Feinstein who wouldn't close the bathhouses, by the way. She was the mayor at the time. But this is going back so long. People have forgotten this. It turned so potentially out. No, but was I was right because trying to get a Jew to close a bathhouse and you were being called the anti-Jew. And <laughs> crazy. Well, well, and explain. well, the fact of the matter is, is that I was right. It turned out that Randy Schultz later wrote a book called and the band played on. And he was a gay yeah. activist who said it was because the bathhouses were not closed early on that the epidemic spread like wildfire. So it was common sense because I studied epidemiology. It was like the infected water pump in the age of uh, of Jenner with smallpox, you know, sure. or whatever the disease. It was typhus, I think. But the, the fact is, is that we knew where the reservoirs were. Are there reservoirs now? 
Right. So, I mean, primarily animal reservoirs, like I was saying, in the wild. However, in, in, in humans, you know, it, it seems to be the, the gay male population. And again, it's probably not 100 percent limited. However, 98 percent of the cases that we know of are in gay or bisexual men. And 95 percent of the transmission is sexual spread in, in people with 10 sex partners per month. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. With any disease outbreak, there is often a specific demographic, but based on the way the infection transmits, anyone is theoretically at risk. Moderna is considering creating a monkeypox vaccine with their mRNA technology as demand for the shots grow. Governor Newsom just passed the law in the state of California, some law uh, making it a, a, a state emergency. And he said, we mustn't stigmatize any communities. Here we go again. You don't have to stigmatize a community to alert a community, do you? No, certainly not. And unfortunately, you know, we've learned um, bitterly through uh, two world wars and what we're going through with with COVID, which nobody seems to want to let go of on the political spectrum. Um, We're learning that that fear makes people compliant And it also they're willing to give up their money. They're willing to give up their liberty. They're willing to give up their right to vote. They're willing to give up lots of things when it comes to fear. And that's an extremely dangerous position. Mass hysteria, mass hysteria. Well, look back at World War Two. Were all Germans bad people? Of course not. However, they were people that were you know, under the gun of a government that was scapegoating people and said, hey, we're going to make you guys the best possible. And there's your enemy. Hate them. And there's always a them. And I'm not saying that that there's a them here, but unfortunately, politicians like, um, uh, you know, of of California, of, uh, you know, and of the East Coast states, it are more political than they are scientific by any means. And they're all looking at, at, at power. And, yes. and that's how things happen. And closing down, let, let's just say closing down schools and preschools and kindergartens and high schools and colleges due to COVID was one of the biggest errors in, in our history. Because <laughs> I, we, look, I agree with you. I wrote a book years ago. Called- a whole generation. Dr. Wax, years ago, I wrote a book called Trickle Down Tyranny. It was very well received. I wrote Stop Mass Hysteria. I, I, I really see this as you do. And I'm concerned that I see trends again, all over again, of a generalizing the disease, fear mongering the disease and imprisoning the whole population because of the behavior of a particular subset. The same was true with COVID in the beginning. There were in well, it's the beginning still true with COVID still huh? true. It's still true. Isolated pockets, certain communities where it were a much higher risk. The whole community, the, I try to tell Governor Newsom, I sent him emails. I mean, I do communicate. And I, it's, no, it's no secret. I said, you can't close the whole state down when we know there are pockets that are largely in immigrant communities and other communities that are at much higher risk. Of course, dead, sure. dead letter, dead letter box. No, absolutely. Or, or, you know, you get that standard retort, you know, thank you very much for your interest. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. Thank you for informing me of your position, you know, and and it, and it's sad. And, and the same goes here on the East Coast. I mean, I've been very active in Washington, D.C. for for more than a decade, trying to get them to understand that they can't regulate people into health. You can't say wow. You must be healthy and here are your rules. It doesn't work that way in my world, in my head, which I guess is, you know, somewhat independent or libertarian or what have you. You know, hey, there are all these good things and all these bad things and all these temptations. And you've got to decide based on the information you have what's best for you. And the best arbiter for that is you. Uh, you get to decide, do you exercise and how you exercise? Do you eat a vegetable-based diet or don't you? Do you poison yourself every day or don't you? Do you speak mean to people or do you speak nice to people? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to make all these decisions. Mm-hmm. And 
and natural consequences are what nature has given us. Now, they can be harsh. However, natural consequences are what teaches us what to do and what not to do. I mean, sometimes you learn more by failing than you do succeeding. Doctor, I mean, look at marriage, right? Let's not look at marriage. Take my wife, please. That was the old. Henry OK, it's just, I don't mean that it's the Henny Youngman joke. But to give you an example of of how crazy this has become, and I'm sure you've seen examples yourself. I'm a boater. So I was in Sausalito last weekend or 10 days ago coming out of a harbor and kayakers were going by. And I swear, as I'm sitting here, one of them, a young lady, maybe in her 20s, had a mask on on the water in a kayak. And the instinct is to scream at a lady. You're not at risk. What the hell? Are you? I don't say it, though. I'm bicycling and I see idiots with masks on. I'm driving on the freeway. I see a putz next to me with a mask on in his own car and no one's. And you feel like saying, idiot, what are you doing? You'll, you'll die of carbon monoxide poisoning. But I've learned not to say anything except on the microphone. Last question of the day. Well, it's certainly very difficult. In fact, during the whole COVID epidemic, there were anchors who were into physical fitness on some of the Philly TV stations that were shown jogging with a mask on <laughs> picture. And nothing could be safer than having been out jogging in nature and yes. any further from COVID. Do you, you know, th that trees aren't reservoirs. Do you think the general public should be worried about monkeypox right now? Right. So it's a good question. So people with certain behaviors, I think, should be concerned about it. Everyone should be educated about it. And you should know what the risk factors are. That is to say, sex with men, multiple partners having been immunocompromised by HIV hmm. or or what have you. So those are the major risk factors. It's not a respiratory spread disease at this time. You're not going to get it by sitting next to somebody or hugging somebody. Now, if you're naked and they have lesions and you hug them, that might be something different. But mm -hmm. hopefully everybody in a situation is conscientious. So I think what your listeners need to know that they and their children are at minimum minimal, infinitesimally minimal risk for this disease unless they fit the risk strata and categories and are mm -hmm. taking risks. Mm -hmm. Having said all of that, that's important to know because, you know, you can't live your life like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Oh, my God, I can't do that. Right. I mean, look at COVID and kids. You know, we close schools and stuff down. More kids died from auto accidents in a mm. year than ever died of COVID. And wow. those were auto accidents maybe on the way to school. Did we stop kids from getting in cars and parents from driving? Of course we didn't. So it was misguided for reasons of politics, guns and money. But having said all of that, with regard to uh, monkeypox, monkeypox is primarily a sexually and intimately transferred through contact with primarily homosexual men. That's mm -hmm. not to say that they all are or it's impossible to have a heterosexual transmit. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what's there now. For the people that are in this risk, hopefully they could reduce their risk with, with monogamy, condoms, less contact, or, or abstinence for a while or uh, until they're not symptomatic and they're treated with medication or what have you. So there's ways to do that. And for certain people, like for people that are maybe over the age of um, 65 that may have had the smallpox vaccine of old, that actually confers 85% um, uh, of prevention with regard to those people, but they're not the people at risk. So mm -hmm. perhaps some of the people that continue to have risk behaviors or in risk communities or in risk sectors would benefit from that vaccine. Should we roll that vaccine out because it's, it's, it's cheap and it's good for everybody and it'll eradicate the disease? Well, have we learned nothing from COVID and mRNA and DNA experiments? Mm -hmm. Not all treatments are for every person and not all preventions. That's why there should be something called informed consent, which is Hippocratic medicine. You know, do you understand the risks, the potential benefits, the alternatives and the costs of such? Mm -hmm. And if you accept it freely, then you accept it and you're a partner. If you don't accept it freely and I force you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, I guess, a politician. <laughs> our bodies, ourselves. Dr. Craig Wax, how do the people listening 
to the Michael Savage podcast, contact you and read your publications. Oh, thank you. So um, I do a lot of blogging for the um, independent physicians group. So um, it's called Independent Physicians for Patient Independence or IP, the number four PI. So there's a blog at ip4pi.wordpress.com. I actually have the Independent Physicians podcast where we address issues like this mm. and we address them openly and all sides are heard from and mm. people get to make the decisions for their own individual situations using their own value systems. And that's it. Rumble and the Rumble channel is IP, the number four PI, IP four PI. And if you want to catch up with me, yeah. routine health stuff and things, because I'm an advocate and, uh, yes. you know, um, what did the man from the, the hair club for men used to say? I'm not only um, a, 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 the president, I'm also a client. So, you know, um, I think the man from uh, Sim Suits also said something similar. You know, uh, an educated person is our best customer. So um, I want everyone to educate themselves. And one of the ways I've I've done that, in addition to having a 20 year radio show um, that was called Your Health Matters, in addition, um, I've also been on the web at my website, which is healthisnumberone.com, spelled in words, healthisnumberone.com. And there's lots of information posted there on all of the topics. Um, and also, you can see my diet and um, health and exercise regimen on Instagram at the at symbol, Dr. Craig Wax, D-R-C-R-A-I-G-W-A-X. I'm also on Truth Social as well as Getter at Dr. Craig Wax. So I thank you for the opportunity to speak with you, a truly educated and open-minded man for decades now. Congratulations. And speaking with your, your listeners, um, I'd be more than happy to interact with you on any platform. Healthisnumberone.com. I'm going to go to it the minute we get off the microphone. I'm curious to see what you have out there. You're not only um, a highly educated and knowledgeable individual, but you're also a very nice person to speak with. You, under you. you understand the art of conversation and you have so many facts to offer. We've covered what is monkeypox. We've talked about the limitations of the spread of this disease, that it's a DNA virus, not an RNA virus, and the differences between the DNA and RNA viruses. We've covered so many things today on this podcast. I want to thank you for your time. I know you're a busy doctor, and I hope to see you again in the very near future right here on this podcast. A privilege and a pleasure. Thank you again, Michael, and thanks to your listening audience. Best health to everybody. I appreciate it very much. Thank you again. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.